From the stock market floor to your laptop, we are Voice America Business. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler show you what it takes to become a top 10% performer in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, and Dr. Kathy Greenberg is on the line uh, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of executives to perform in the top 10%. And Kathy and I are very excited about today's show. Today we're going to talk to uh, Lane Hensley. He is the co-founder and COO of a group called Odyssey Teams. And Lane and his business partner, is Bill John, started Odyssey Teams. And it's all around uh, team building and teamwork. They've created some of the most recognizable, cutting-edge training programs in the industry teaching facilitation skills to internal trainers, developing programs for countless regional and global leadership teams, and leading team building and motivational programs for many of the 500, Fortune 500 companies. So we'll be uh, asking Lane some specific questions just about what those programs look like, why team building is so important. And so we really invite you to learn more about Lane Hensley and his unique training mission that he and the team at Odyssey have evolved uh, for teaching the best of the best. Uh, so, Kathy, welcome to the call. Oh, thank you. I'm delighted to be here, and it's uh, going to be a great show. I, I cannot talk to you enough about Odyssey Team, so let's we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Okay, great. Um, so you know that Kathy and I always like to bring you the best in, in what we call as evidence-based uh, leadership and, and research that we can uh, pass on to you. And then maybe, Kathy, do you want to... Tell us a little bit about some of the uh, what people will learn on these shows. Oh, I would love to. As, as you know, Relly, we have seen uh, thousands uh, of leaders in our practice over the years, and we know that leaders are truly the heartbeat of any organization. But we also know that many leaders can they just underestimate how much they influence others, and thus they and their teams can underperform. But we also know that by listening to this show and doing just a few things differently, you can improve your performance and your organization's performance. So in every show, Relly and I try to talk to you, our audience, and give you some insight to learn a little bit more about developing leaders in your organization to um, maybe help you a little bit about what happy companies know about performance and emotional intelligence and positive psychology strategies. We also like to share insights and cutting-edge information on brain and neuroscience contributions to top performance, as well as what we call generation and gender differences, generation and gender differences. And these are so important because knowing more about these things creates better work-life balance and strategies for managing both yourself and your boss. So we're going to share lots of tips with you today. And um, really, maybe you can talk to our audience a little bit about some of the science and the evidence behind what we do share. Sure. Thanks, Kathy. Well, we love talking about uh, leadership and leadership development, and the, and the reason is that we know that leaders have anywhere from 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. And then Kathy and I like to say that uh, emotions are contagious, 
and that the leader is the most contagious person, meaning that they are the emotional thermostat for the team. And we also know that being a key, uh, being a star performer, as we define it, is someone being in, in the top 10%. So what we're trying to help our listeners do is come up with the one or two or three things that may help either themselves or others get in the top 10%. And the further someone moves up on the corporate ladder, the more they need emotional intelligence when compared to how smart they are or their technical expertise. And this uh, magic number of being in the top 10% is so important because a lot of the research has shown if you can get someone into the top 10%, they're twice, uh, they produce twice as much revenue to the organization as a leader in the 89th and below percentiles. And so also the other aspect, both Kathy and I are certified coaches, and so you know if you listen to our programs that if you can bring coaching into your organization in addition to training, training always is going to help, and you're going to get about a 22% uh, jump in production, but if you can add ongoing coaching in the organization, there can be about an 88% jump in productivity. And you can bring coaching into your organization in as little as one day. And some of uh, the studies have shown that happiness, Kathy's uh, sweet spot, is tied to profit by more than 93%. And again, like Kathy said, just doing a few things, what we call micro-initiatives, can make a huge difference. If you want to know more about Kathy and some of her programs, her website is www.h2c leadership. She has happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching services. If you're interested in me, Dr. Raleigh Nadler, and want to know more about my services, you can reach me at www.truenorthleadership for some free emotional intelligence tools and books, speaking keynotes, leadership, and coaching boot camps. And so, Kathy, do you want to tell us a little bit more about um, Lane here? Oh, it would be my pleasure. You know, Lane um, is the co-founder and COO of Odyssey Teams, Inc. And uh, Lane actually graduated with a degree in human resources management and community and commercial recreation. And after exploring a variety of work experiences, ranging from managing a fitness club, being a union employee in the construction field, and leading an award-winning sales team, Lane and his business partner, Bill John, started Odyssey Teams. Lane has been traveling from Poland to Australia and all over the U.S. for the past 15 years. He's been teaching facilitation, not only skills, but you know how to do this whole Odyssey Teams program to internal trainers, developing programs for countless regional and global leadership teams, and leading team building and motivational programs for many Fortune 500 companies. Lane has been a pioneer in the team building industry by developing some of the most cutting-edge programs ever created. Lane has also written two books on facilitation, accompanied by a series of structured activities that have been sold around the world. Lane currently lives in Chico, California, with his wife and three children. Now, during today's program, we have invited Lane to talk to us about his very unique training company and to share some of their secrets with us. Odyssey teams are the best of the best, and they have worked in 21 countries with over 1,000 companies such as Sun Microsystems, Cisco Systems, Charles Schwab, Johnson Controls, Walmart, Caterpillar, Gallo Wine, Chrysler. I could go on and on, but then we wouldn't have a show. But Odyssey Teams has created some of the most recognizable 
and cutting-edge training programs in their industry. And obviously, you can tell by the excitement in my voice, I'm very excited to bring Lane to the program today. I was fortunate enough to uh, have met Lane during our collaboration with the Walmart Executive Development Program called E3 in Bentonville, Arkansas, and was also delighted to meet one of his team members, Todd Demarest. So, Lane, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you very much, Kathy. Thank you, Riley. Lane, we're really glad to, to have you here. And one of the things that we always want to do is get a, <clears throat> a little bit more of an inside uh, idea of who's been most influential to you in your life, so maybe some of the uh, leaders, thinkers that have helped shape your thinking about your current work and, and I know, and, and teamwork. Yeah, well, thanks. Well, you know, first of all, I just got to say it's such a privilege to be on the show with both of you. Um, you guys would certainly fall into that category as far as uh, folks that I've been following and reading your books and just uh, in this business called really developing people through experience is sort of the niche that we found ourselves in. But for me, it started as a kid, really, um, between just observing my mom and dad's relationship and sort of becoming my mom's little therapist, so <laughs> to speak, when they'd have their tough times. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I just gravitated toward it like a fish to water, I think, as far as just the human experience. And uh, my mom introduced me to um, <clears throat> to a speaker called Leo, named Leo Buscalia. You might be familiar uh-huh. with his work. He's passed away now, but, boy, I used to just listen to his tapes over and uh-huh. over and just got me so excited about the human experience and why people do what they do and how we impact each other. And, and uh, being an athlete and coming up through, uh, you know, experiencing my coaches as they would try to bring out the best in me, I, I stumbled into this coach, named, this guy named Ralph Freund, who was my, my tennis coach in college, and he was just such a, another inspiration as far as how to manage my emotions and my emotional intelligence and how I would... I would impact the team, and I was always like the team captain and and coach and kind of sub-coach within the teams and stuff, and that just continued my development now outside of just my mom and my father's relationship but into how I impacted the team around me. And then uh, I was introduced to a, a guy named Jim Rohn, who's just a great uh, speaker and author and had some, some uh, laid some more of the foundation of, of where I, I think I pull a lot of my, my knowledge from. Wow, that's um, that's very insightful, and the fact that it's something that you love to do—it's a sounds to me like a sense of purpose. Would that would that be pretty fair? Lane? There's no question about it. The more I uh, started to learn, and as I got my degree in human resource management, recreation, <laughs> and learned about this uh, experiential field called ropes courses, and taking people river rafting, and learning through just the d- dynamic experiences that like a college student would. It just was like an awakening for me that this is exactly what I was born to do, and now we've uh, evolved our company into even more and more of a, a perfect fit for our talents and our our interests. I would. I just wanted uh, to ask Lane Rally if uh, he could talk to us a little bit about um, how how you met Bill Johns, and and then maybe we could talk about what inspired you to pursue the concepts that you're now sharing with us through Odyssey Team. Yeah, well, uh, it, it kind of falls back to your uh, your comment about really just it's sort of meant to be. When I was in college, I was leading adventure-based sort of experiences through the adventure program at the college, and um, and I met a gal named Brenna, and she had this boyfriend named Bill John that I, I, I hadn't met, <clears throat> but she was like, oh, you have to meet this guy. Well, simultaneously, my girlfriend, who is now my wife, put an ad in the paper looking for a roommate, and uh, that roommate was also this Brenna girl who answered an ad in the paper. 
And simultaneously, my brother answered an ad in the paper in the San Jose Mercury News, which is about 300 miles away from Chico, and answers an ad to live with this grandmother while he went to chiropractic school. Coincidentally, this is Bill John's, his old business partner's grandmother's house. So through these sort of three absolutely random coincidences, one day I met this gentleman named Bill John, who's now my business partner, and he, he sort of started to tell me about this industry called ropes courses that he had been delivering for a, a rollout of 40,000 people at AT&T back in the day when that was sort of the, the big push. Uh, and once I met him and he started showing me the ropes, so to speak, I, it was just a, a perfect fit, and we became business partners and started Odyssey Teams, and the rest is sort of history. But we're changing all the time. You know, everybody we meet sort of impacts our direction and our our vision as the economy changes and business changes and so forth. Well, we are so happy that you're here with us, and we have so much more to talk about. And I think um, we're going to go to a commercial break for just a minute, and then we're going to come right back. This is Leadership Development Year. So don't go away. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. 
homeowners, real estate investors, bankers. Listen up and tune in to Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight, the show that breaks it all down and gives it to you straight. Are you at risk of foreclosure? Interested in buying a foreclosed property? Mark Bull has the answers to the questions you might forget to ask. Finance, Foreclosures, and Foresight broadcast live on the Voice America Business Channel Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific. You can't afford not to tune in. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of, uh, of Top Performers. Today, we're very fortunate uh, to be talking with one of the co-founders of Odyssey Team, Lane Hensley. And Lane, before uh, the break, we were talking about how you got started. And, you know, I have a little similar background to you working in Outward Bound for many years and, and putting people in experience, but would love to hear your uh, explanation of why put people into experience, you know, and it sounds like you've done some, you know, fabulous stuff. We can also hear what some of that looks like. But why do you think uh, people get so much out of being putting them into an experience? Yeah, well, you know, I think, uh, I think everybody listening right now, if you really think back into your life, you could probably pinpoint a couple of moments where you found yourself in a situation that galvanized you in some way. You think, you know, I was, I was unemployed or I was employed or I got broken up with by my girlfriend or I was running a marathon and I thought I was going to die and somehow I finished or in some way you experienced some breakthrough. And one of the sort of moments, as I mentioned before, when I was in college, I was doing some adventurous things and I actually got into a bungee jumping business with one of my classmates. And we would jump off this 175-foot train trestle up around Chico, California. And we started to notice that, you know, people would come out here and they'd They'd be scared to death, and they'd hurl themselves off this giant bridge, and they'd come up, and they'd say, oh, if I could do that, I can do anything. I'm going to tell my you know, boss this or my ex-husband that. Or, you know, they, they had this sort of awakening through facing their fear, coming up to this moment where we say that they ran smack into themselves or the current state or what they thought was possible for themselves, and they pushed through it. And even without any structure, even just in the experience itself, they had these awakenings. And for all of us, you know, for me, when I would go deer hunting with my father or backpacking, and I'd find myself on a mountainside in the pouring rain cold, thinking, what have I gotten myself into? Yet I would survive it. And through those challenges, and uh, we become better. And I think, you know, you, you being in the ropes course business and the sort of the uh, outward bound, you know, you, you, you know the story of how, how this sort of business started and how when... Um, when people were pushed, you know, the, the, they, they learned to overcome what they thought they couldn't before. And if we do it in a structured way, so now bringing that into the corporate environment or into the educational environment, now we're looking at, okay, how can I structure an experience so someone has one of those moments mm-hmm. in, a, in an architected way so that they run smack into themselves or what they thought was possible for themselves and it's physically safe enough 
but maybe emotionally they feel they've got this huge risk or they feel like they 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 want to stop but they find enough courage and enough support around them to move through it and then we make that transformation back to whatever area of their life because some of our workshops we do breast cancer survivors retreats to executive development retreats and that same sort of everybody has moments they run into that that boundary and the learning they get in that moment is applicable in all areas of their life you know um Lane, just one of the things just because i know with a similar background th- this idea of becoming uh, the person that you are. I love how you said running and uh, smacking to yourself. One of the people that I, that I remember started a lot of this experience, Kurt Hahn, um, was looking for, and this is in the kind of World War One times, was looking for what they called a moral equivalent of, of war. Why does someone have to go to, to war and come back and say, okay, now I'm a man, now I'm a woman, mm-hmm. and, and then really started to say, well, can we create experiences, like you said, that are safe, that are constructive, but may bring up that same emotional ceiling that people have to get through and then have that that strength of character on the other side. Exactly, and you can look around business and see how successful you know world-class athletes are in business after they've pushed themselves in that way in their training and preparation and in the, in the field of battle in sport, and then they transfer that into running huge organizations. And that's really what we all learn as we come up through school, whether that's surviving kindergarten or surviving your senior year, or somehow, hopefully, there's a moment where you know that that sort of you know our, that war experience is you know crafted, or you come through you know a better person because of it. It's for me such a wonderful experience when you see a team coming together and you can see the influence they start to have on each other. And it's obvious that historically others have seen the importance of, I guess, the term being in the foxhole together, right, since Mm -hmm. we're talking about war models. Can you talk a little bit about um, how your experiences in teams have, have affected the overall success of a team right there in front of your eyes? Yeah, well, no doubt. You know, most a lot of our work is called in when teams are being newly formed or they've been reorganized in some way. And uh, you mentioned Chrysler as one of our client lists, and uh, not one that I would be really, uh, you know, where what they've gone through. But the, you know, we were called in at a time when uh, when they were being bought by Cerberus, and it was there was a lot of uh, you know mystery about what was to come. And when we're called into those environments, we know that people are looking around the room thinking three things. And as they look at their teammates and their team, they're thinking, who are you, where are you going, and can I trust you? And if they get stuck in those three questions and don't find healthy answers to those, if you and I, Kathy, are on a team, and I don't know who you are, like I know you might be my boss or my coworker, but really who you are, and I see a sense of, of where you're coming from. And I don't know where you're going, and I'm not sure if I can trust you then we're going to be held up to some degree, for sure. And if we, our job, I think our role is to expedite that process so that in a structured way, people in even three hours and, and a, or three days can get a sense of, okay, I, I, I may, we may disconnect when we're in a meeting and we're trying to solve a problem, but I, get, I know you're a good person. I know who you are. I get a sense we're going in the same direction, and I feel like I can trust you. And that's really foundational stuff that I've seen shift in teams in just a few hours where, you know, that evening or the following day 
or I'll get emails from the manager of that team, and they just can't believe how much ground they covered in those in that workshop, where that normally it might take six months for people to really develop a relationship where that they have healthy answers to those questions. We can do it in a very condensed sort of amount of time. And, and Lane, you said what I said a lot. This, a lot of this is going to happen by accident, maybe in six months or a year, mm-hmm. but it's that orchestration of the activities, and maybe we can get you to kind of talk about maybe some of the typical programs that you're able to orchestrate and compress that, that bonding time of really people having to trust each other, having to rely on each other, having to see strengths in each other that they may not have seen or they may see but over a long period of time. So what, you know, what would be, you know, give us some examples of some of the stuff that you would, you would do with folks. Well, you know, some of the, uh, where we find ourselves most often now, I would say, is in a conference room setting and the experiences are getting shorter and shorter, whereas before we might get called to a three or four day offsite and we might do a day or two of it. Right. Now with the business climate, you know, they're saying, okay, our five day meeting is cut to three and you have half a day. What can you do? Right. Um, Whereas, you know, we, we do provide ropes courses and different experiential, you know, activities like that. People want to be very active. But uh, the, the key that we work from is, okay, how much time do I have and what is the sort of, what is the uh, initiative that you want us to bring to life? Our intention is that we're going to bring a lot of the words that they might be sharing at their meetings or in their, in their current initiative and bring those to life in a way that uh, is relevant and has some sort of emotional connection because we know that people, emotion is what creates our memory. So if I tell you, well, we need to work better together by communicating more openly uh, and uh, break down our silos, well, everybody knows that makes sense, but until they have an experience where they really feel it at a cellular level, they don't apply that knowledge in, you know, in, when the pressure is on. So an experience we might do would be as simple as uh, in a conference room, putting them in a few structured experiences where they have to overcome a challenge and uh, navigate their way through a a course in in some way, uh, uh, whether it's an electric maze or stepping stones or whatever you might call it. But our culminating events have become uh, philanthropic or uh, philanthropy-related, meaning that one of the challenges we might hit the team with is you need to build a brand-new bicycle. So we might have 100 people in a room, and they have to build 20 brand-new bicycles, and they'll open up the box, and they'll find that the tools are scrambled up, and they need to share those tools with other teams and so forth. And in the end game, they think, well, I've done team building before. We're just, you know, we built a paper horse today. We're building a bike, so hurry up. Let's get this done and check the box, and it'll be done. Well, they're charged to to build the bike and then uh, be ready to present that. And they're they're thinking, well, when we built the balloon tower before, we presented it at the end, and it was a really funny presentation, so let's do that with this bike exercise. Well, when the bike is done and they're ready to present to other teams and they've either shared tools or they've, you know, hidden their tools from neighboring teams, which can reveal things about patterns in those teams and in each individual on the team, obviously, uh, we surprise them with that their presentations are going to real kids, the kids who are going to receive those bikes. And open, the doors open up and in come the kids from the youth organization. And we've done these in Poland and in the Philippines and everywhere in between. And there's a human element that happens in that nanosecond where people, like I say, they catch themselves being themselves. And they catch themselves in the cynicism of team building or what they call corporate hazing sometimes, where they think... 
I'm just going through the motions because that's what the leader told me to do. And I've totally lost sight that the work that I'm accomplishing of building this bike has a, a higher focus, which is the purpose of this bike. And if we can have them be caught in that moment and that sort of awakening of that's the same thing I've been doing for the last three days at this offsite. I've been thinking I'm just going to go through the work of being at this offsite instead of I'm going to be focused on the purpose of this offsite or uh, whatever, however you want to phrase it. And it's always different for each company in each group. But uh, so building this bike and having this child guest come in or or uh, we also have projects that, depending on the activity level in the facility, where we might build playhouses, and we'll have teams actually build this this four-by-three playhouse that then the kids come and they check out the different houses, and these houses are totally customized based on some criteria, and they can design the windows and doors and so forth. And and if I can kind of run it on here about our programs, obviously because we're very passionate about this sort of strain of experience we've been providing, and uh, the, the the impact it's having on teams when they have that awakening, that is undeniable. It's not me catching them and saying, "Oh, remember your 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 bike had a a real person at the end of it." That little kid walks in and they know it. I don't even have to say it. And one of our newest workshops is where we're building these new prosthetic hands, um, and we may may talk more about that in the future. But in, in those are distributed globally, uh, and with a sense of you know now that business is more global. People need to wake up that you may never see the face of the person whose life has changed because of your work, but they're out there. And we're recognizing that now in the economy where companies were losing sight that their work had to actually have value to real people out there. Lane, I would love, just love for you to talk about the team-building exercises you do around um, the hands. So if you could just think about that for a second. We're going to go to a, a commercial break. And we'll be right back. So don't go away. This is Leadership Development News. And we're going to be talking to Lane Hensley about the um, wonderful team-building exercise. So don't go away. The Bottom Line in Business. Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. 
Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Adding fractions is nothing. For real? Look, these are denominators. You multiply this one so that it's the same as that, then you add them up. Man, that's easy. Charles Bennett dreamed of returning to the old neighborhood as a teacher. But without money for college, only half of his dream came true. He's back in the old neighborhood. Well, enough math. i got to deliver these sandwiches. Please support the United Negro College Fund. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. A message from the UNCF and the Ad Council. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Today, we're talking with Lane Hensley. Uh, one of the co-founders and COO of Odyssey Teams. And, Lane, we want to get into maybe some of the specifics, but what I love what you just were saying, because we talked about, you know, experiential education, you come in touch with yourself. One of the things that I like to say that in my background is learning about the Rorschach. And we all know about how you project yourself onto these 10 Rorschach ink blots. Many may have heard that. But these experiential exercises are the best projective technique that the team projects how they're organized, you know, what's important, their leadership. And not only are you, are you doing that as far as information for them, but I love the connection. Then now you've connected the service piece to it and that their, the product of their team building goes elsewhere. So maybe you can give us, you know, some more examples of some of these programs. And I know one of the ones that, that Kathy is familiar with is the uh, LN4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, we've come a long way here now from, uh, you know, throwing people off of a bridge bungee jumping to building prosthetic hands in a conference room in uh, Costa Rica or Russia or wherever we are. But the, 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 the idea is the same where that, you know, if we can get people's mindset in a place where they're just present and they're thinking, okay, I'm going to be willing to, it's safe enough in this place right now for me to hold the mirror up and see if I can catch myself being myself in one of my reflexive patterns and see how that reflexive pattern shows up in other more important or more you know, day-to-day areas of my life. And in this particular program, the LN4, and this is sort of in our, this is under what we call our Helping Odysseys 
section of our business. And with under, under the help, Helping Odyssey section, the primary programs are the Playhouse Project, the Life Cycles, the Bike Building, and then this Helping Hands program, which is the LN4 assembly. And after we do, a, so if I'm going to deliver one of our LN4 workshops, uh, you know, obviously I meet with the clients ahead of time and get a sense of who the group is, and that, that's actually where I met Kathy um, delivering this uh, Helping Hands workshop with the uh, the uh, folks from Walmart. And, uh, you know, looking at their processes and looking at where they were as leaders in development, we design a workshop where, you know, it's going to have some build-up experiences from some conversations where they, uh, you, to get them to that place where they're they're thinking beyond the experience or activity itself, leading up to them actually receiving a bag or a box that has a bunch of random parts in it. And uh, they're put in teams of two or three, and they open up this, uh, this box, and we ask them just to guess what they think it is. And very rarely do people even know what it is. They're such beginners with what's inside this thing. There's lots of little small moving parts to it and this small little piece of plastic that looks like a hook, and there's a couple of them in there. They just are absolute beginners. And once we start talking about the, the need that this guy, Ernie Meadows, saw when he started learning about landmine victims around the world that were, in, in a large part, children, and then there were also uh, industrial accidents and so forth, and he saw this need around the world. And we segue this need to, in organizations, our objective is to identify need wherever that is, and then to try to fill it. And sometimes along the way, we have to become beginners. And as we look at the business environment right now and the climate, there's no doubt many teams are having to regroup and accept the fact that, hey, we're going to be beginners at how we rebuild this market or this industry. And we have to stay focused on that in the end game, we want to change someone's life, our own as well as the people we serve. And so they they then receive instructions about how to build this prosthetic hand, and they learn that it's a prosthetic hand. So they start building this thing, and within 45 minutes, they're now experts at the, the technical name for all these little parts within it, and the hand's starting to come together. They start to learn how to use it. They decorate this bag or this box for the future recipient that's going to be somewhere in the world. And currently, we're in 25 different developing countries with this development uh, or with the delivery of the prosthetic hands. We do that through Rotary International, and uh, we're in a very tight relationship with uh, a Rotary group in Northern California here that's actually had the board of directors for LN4 is there. <clears throat> and so in the end game, now we've got this completed hand where before they had no idea even what they had in their hands, and they've decorated this box, and they really have created a sort of package that will change someone's life. And then we show them a video where they get to see the hands in use mm -hmm. and see people uh, um, fitting those hands and some of the global impact of it. And for many people, it's emotional. And how they see now how they may have lost sight of that impact in their work and in their day-to-day -day life and, and fallen into a pattern of just surviving. And, oh, it's another Tuesday or it's another Wednesday. And and, and what does this have to do with the purpose of my life and the impact I could have on people? And that's sort of the, the nutshell of the experience itself, and, it, and it's always unique for each group based on the participants and based on who they are, but we've done that program for every level of business and every level of either in youth organizations and you, you name it. When I experienced this program, as I did, because I like to be a part of the teams that I do work with, it was 
an amazing opportunity for people to contribute at different levels, and it's a, a very inspiring project to be a part of because you know at the end of creating this hand that it's going to go to help someone live a better life. And the video that you use to help people embrace that idea, you can hear I get a little choked up. <laughs> it's really uh, quite a moving video. Um, maybe, Lane, you can talk about some of the statistics that you share. The, yeah. Uh, that, well, that, cur- currently there's, uh, there's 300,000 uh, people out there that have lost uh, a limb due to landmines or due to... Uh, some sort of uh, unrest in the world that uh, are barely able to feed themselves. There's 2,000 accidents every month, landmine-related accidents. And there's literally millions of landmines that are ready for deployment. And in parts of the world where they they don't have any qualms about going out and digging a hole and putting a field of landmines to protect their area. And, you know, the, the more I've become a part and sort of woken up to the realities of that part of that that goes on in our world <clears throat> you know it's it is an emotional thing and it's really driven me and when i learned about the ln4 hand i was at a workshop a week long leadership retreat that i was delivering and we had a guest speaker and she showed us this hand and this little voice in my head just said 10,000 hands by 2010 that i personally would find a way to to sponsor and build and distribute 10,000 hands and I started to look at my own business and think, you know what, why don't we have our, our clients get on board with this and start to, to do an assembly and use this as more of the, the metaphor of how we impact the world. But beyond metaphor, it has a real impact. And that's sort of, you know, and you know, Rally, as you play in the ropes course world and in an experiential world, a lot of times you are dealing with metaphor. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it's then transformed to, there is a real life out there. We don't have to pretend that we've cured cancer. We actually, you know, made someone's life so that they can support their family if they couldn't before because they didn't have a limb. And, uh, you know, there has been a few clients that are like, you know, wow, that's a pretty serious topic. And the truth is that life is serious. And certainly we want to have fun at our programs, and it should be fun and dynamic and outrageous at times. But at the same time, Business is serious. This is our one shot at life. You know, it's not the dress rehearsal where we get to play it back and think, "Oh, next time I'll change. I'll have a greater impact on my coworkers." <clears throat> we can look around so many businesses where literally the person just a cubicle away needed their life saved or needed that ray of hope that they are fulfilling a purpose, and instead we had our blinders on and we just walked right past that opportunity. And we really hope that. You know, through this program, and I always look at my hands, and my hands sort of are starting to resemble my father's. And I think that anybody out there listening right now, if you if you take a look at your hands, you may see some characteristics of, of your parent in your hands and think, hey, this is my shot to use the tools that I've been given to impact people. What am I doing right now in this moment if I'm typing an email or I'm getting ready to call someone or I'm texting that is going to improve the quality of someone's life somewhere. And in turn, that brings out the best in me. And that's what we hope to, to, to wake up, is that people raise their awareness of how they're using their hands to fulfill their personal and company missions. Well, that's, Lane, very, very moving. And, and, uh, and uh, Kathy, I can imagine just what it was, it was like to, to be a part of that. You know, in so many organizations, like you said, people are just going through the motions. And so one of the, one of the key values of a leader is to be able to have that 
connection. Not only what's the next report, what's the next project, but you know what is it that they're doing that's uh, adding to the company's value or to people's value, and and how does the leader imbue that uh, piece of information, you know, with the people that they're working with? So that idea of connecting the dots. And so um, we're going to go to a break, but maybe when we come come back, we can hear a little bit more about how do you get uh, key executives, you know, to take part in this and some of that uh, front-end piece that you do. And this is Leadership Development News, and we'll be right back. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50 to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Dr. Greenberg, co-author of What Happy Companies Know and What Happy Women Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical training for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy herself is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group training, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch her at the Governor's Conference for Women Nationally and as spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America throughout 2009 for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results. To learn more about adding Kathy and Happy Company's healthy people to your team, visit Kathy at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Dad, let's sing that bedtime song. Rockabye baby by Newton's treetop. His first law of motion makes sure you won't stop. The same rules of physics apply to a ball. While gravity is a force that makes things fall. By the sixth grade, many girls lose interest in math and science. But it's never too early to set your daughter's future in motion. For some simple ideas, go to girlsgotech.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Girl Scouts of USA and Ad Council. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business.
You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions that you're just dying to ask, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. And we're talking to Lane Hensley, the COO and co-founder of Odyssey Teams, Inc. Uh, Lane, we were talking a little bit about the kind of creative team building that you do and the extent to which it involves the heart, the mind, and the body of these executives. But what do you feel is the key to getting these seasoned professionals to take part in team-based goals? Yeah, well... You know, uh, to take part in team-based goals and uh, specifically to connect those to the value of our experience or our workshops, you know, I I think that all executives at some point, they have to recognize, and hopefully through our work and through the work that you guys are doing, they recognize that, okay, am I going to be a triathlete or am I a, a soccer player? Am I a solo act or am I part of a team? And to really compel someone, I mean, you could be a world class triathlete and never be a part of a team. Uh, but you're never going to win the NBA championship unless you access the potential of everyone around you, that you draw out more in your team. And I think that there's a real turning point as I work with, you know, we do work with the UCLA uh, MBA students, and uh, there's a shift that has to happen in them where they recognize this is not about me just learning to bring out the best in me. I, If I'm going to access my potential and really get to the best of what I can do and accomplish. I have to now change my focus to how do I bring out the best in everybody around me. And I mean everybody in every moment of my life. I'm constantly looking at how can I develop new reflexive patterns that draw more of people, uh, more out of people that I'm working with, more out of people around me so that I don't, uh, I don't just move through like that uh, that uh, solo act and get done what I can get done. And many executive leaders are very talented people, and they look at their life and think, I've accomplished so much, look at me, look at what I've done. And that's true, but to really get to that next stage of their leadership, they have to shift that focus. And that's where in our workshops we really try to speak to that that part of their brain that invites them to open up that perspective. And no doubt in our delivery, you know, the seasoned people have seen it all, done it all, they think, right? And they, they're in a position of they're skeptics or they think, you know, if you're even remotely cheesy and not relevant and not really passionate about your work, they'll smell right through that. And they're going to disengage and they're going to just go through the motions of your workshop and think, well, that was fun and interesting, but okay, I'm going to go back to my patterns. So we really have to stay current in our own delivery and keep reading books and keep learning more and really be on that cutting edge of uh, common sense or on human development, however you want to see it. And so let's say, you you know, we have some leaders here and they're thinking about their team uh, isn't performing as well. Um, typically, how do you how do you engage? You know, how would people engage with you? And maybe this is a good place to give your website. Um, and then, how, what would that look like? You know, kind of the starting engagement. Who would you be talking with? And, and would you be on the phone or go see them individually? And you know, to design something. Most of our stuff is accomplished over the phone, as far as <clears throat> the pre-meeting. And it's usually the HR director or whoever owns the meeting identifies a person to seek out who's going to be the, the resource for the uh, 
sort of experiential piece or exercise that they want to incorporate. So we get a contact, an email, or a, a phone call, and just saying, "Hey, we've got a, we have a group. They're an intact work team. We want to do something uh, on site, or we have a planned off site." Um, I just recently got a call from my contact at Johnson Controls, and she's been elevated to a VP position uh, on the, in their building management side, and she's got an entirely new team of 25 or so executives that she's managing wants to bring them together and have a four-day. And she says, hey, on day one, basically we need to work through those. Who are you? Where are you going? Can I trust you? We need to expedite, facilitate their their connection to each other and their cause collectively. We don't have time to, to let that evolve over six months in a, in a random way because sometimes it will evolve in a reflexive way that's not healthy because most people's reflexes don't lead them to get up off the couch and go for a run. You know, that doesn't lead them to go into an office of someone they're having a disagreement with and say, I'm sorry, where's our common ground? How can we work better? You know, it leads them to finding an advocate that they can just, you know, start to build a case for why they don't like that coworker. So, you know, we get the call, we design the activity based on where they are, how much time we have, and what that desired shift is or that desired outcome. And if they have the ability to incorporate one of our philanthropic programs, we do that. If and that really helps sort of um, win over if there are any skeptics in the group because it's undeniable that you know it feels good to do good, and when we have that connection with our company, it shifts the way we feel about our company and the team we're on. And that serotonin and all of the brain chemistry that's then connected to our company and to the team we're on uh, does nothing but help. Lane, we are coming towards the end of the show. I know we have a couple more minutes, but, you know, how – how can um, we reach out to you? How can people find Odyssey Teams? Um, are there some good ways for them to reach you, are there email or phone number? Or what's the best way? Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously, you know, in the, this uh, computer technology day, they can, uh, they can do the old-fashioned way and give us a call at 800 and uh, just ask to speak with a facilitator or one of our representatives about designing a program. You can go to our website. That's Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-S-E-Y, and then Teams, T-E-A-M-S. So all one word, odysseyteams.com. Uh, you know, we've got the Twitter site and, you know, we have all those other things happening and blogs and all of that. But, you know, our website at odysseyteams.com is probably the best way, and they can just uh, uh, request information there and and we'll get back with them as quickly as we can and um, design some something, whatever, to fit their needs. So, you know, I know we have a lot of questions, and we're not going to get to all of them, but I had, I'd look at one here that I'd like to ask, and, and maybe some uh, examples of some surprising lessons that you've learned, in a, especially around teaching some of your programs and some of your travels. So it sounds like you've been, you know, to many parts of the globe uh, doing this. So. What are you know one or two of the kind of lessons or things that maybe have popped out for you? You know, one of the surprising lessons I always think about is just that, in you know, we've worked with some of the best teams in the world, and we've worked with some of the worst. And we've worked with companies that I'd really say that are, uh, you know, top of mind for most people as great companies to work for, and we've worked with some that people would say avoid. But within those companies are good people. There are good people all over this planet that want to contribute, that want to look in the mirror and go, I'm proud of who I'm becoming. I'm proud of the work I have, uh, I'm doing. 
and that's universal, whether literally from the Philippines to Russia and everywhere in between. The lessons that we teach are the same for all those groups at whatever development or whatever position in the company they fill because it taps into that human mm-hmm. dynamic. And I would say one lesson that I learned from an executive I, I was working with is just, you know, leaders tell the truth but point toward hope. And people right now, especially, it's okay to tell the truth, but we've got to be ready to point toward the hope and really believe it in every cell in your body that there is hope that what we're doing is going to make a difference. Uh, and that's really kind of my true north of what I'm what I'm working toward here. It's just we've got to be willing to tell the truth, but let's point toward hope. And maybe the truth about me personally is, you know, I've got some bad habits I've developed. But could I catch myself being myself and see the hope that I can learn and be better tomorrow? Absolutely. It's amazing. It's amazing that it's it's something that's so simple to talk about, mm-hmm. but it is so hard to actually achieve. Yeah. So how do we put that internal pressure on people to sustain those shifts? And I think everybody has a moment where they learned, hey, you know, I shouldn't have French fries every other meal. You know, even though that made sense, and they 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 have that awakening uh, that that it's up to me to put that pressure on myself to make the shift. One of the things, Lane, I know just from from doing some of these trainings, and and it's kind of this idea of what are they going to remember a year or two years from now? And they're not going to remember what's on the flip chart. They're not going to remember what's on the PowerPoint. They're not going to remember what you know the trainer said. They're going to remember you know building that prosthetic hand. And they're going to remember that feeling that they had of, you know, the boy's smile that came in. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think the things that you're, you, that you're providing are, are just so huge and so, and so memorable. Uh, and just really want to congratulate you on the great work you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, it's been quite an adventure. And I, I totally agree. It's, I always think, you know, they're not going to remember what I said but how I made them feel. And that's where real leaders have to understand that, you know, people – they know you're making them feel something, and how do we, you know, provide that feeling in a more thoughtful and crafty way as we're developing our teams? Elaine, thank you so much for sharing your insights on your remarkable approach to teams at Odyssey Teams Inc. We look forward to hearing more about you and your work in the future. This has been Leadership Development News, and we hope we've made you feel something. Take care. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Drs. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you're leaving us today with some great ideas and inspiration from today's top leaders. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.